and welcome to a new episode of the podcast. Um, I'm joined by my regular guests, um, Martin. Hello. And uh, me, of course, Asim. Um, we're recording together, for, and it's been a while, so we might not be sounding as good as we usually, usually do, but um, yeah, um, we're just happy to be, back, to be back, I guess. What are we doing in this show? We'll just jump right in. We're doing, uh, we're reviewing Green Hornet 3D. I think we also had in 3D, yeah, right? Yeah, 3D. Yeah. Um, we're doing True Grit, which is we just came out this week in the UK, and uh, since we're all in the UK, it's uh, quite timely. And uh, we'll be uh, talking about the Oscar nominations and uh, who might be the potential winners or who we think might win. And we'll probably be wrong because we don't know anything about the Oscars or we don't really agree with the Oscars <laughs> or are interested in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, let's get started now with uh, the Green Hornet. Directed by Michelle Gondry, starring uh, Seth Rogen and Jay Chow, Cameron Diaz, and um, um, Colonel Hans Landa. I always call him that. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, obviously. Um, And Tom Wilkinson. And Tom Wilkinson, yeah. Green Hornet had a very tough development. It had uh, Stephen Chow involved in it. They were trying to. Michelle Gondry was the first director who wanted to make it. Then he stepped away, then Stephen Chow came on board, the guy from Chowlin Soccer and Kung Fu Hustle. That didn't work out, so then they came back, and then they wanted to convert it in 3D after they've kind of shot a part of the movie. So, um, and then they dumped it in January, which is kind of the... <laughs> the graveyard. Yeah, the... Of, of movies, because, um, yeah, so uh, expectations were low, right? <laughs> and I don't even think Seth Rogen's last few movies have done that great, right? Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. But um, guys, what what did you think of uh, the Green Hornet, Ahmed? I I went into the film really really not expecting much at all, thinking it's gonna be along the lines of the original one with Bruce Lee. But uh, when I got into the movie, I thought it was like uh, an amazing film to watch because uh, it is far more comedy than I would expect for uh, a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Well, series, episodes, whatever it is, because they're definitely doing a second one now. Yeah, and they're definitely doing a second one, and uh, yeah, just the comedy and Seth Green's character came out in it. It was really, really. Uh, I thought it was a really good cast. Yeah, I mean, uh, a correction: the Bruce Lee is not the original version. Oh no! I mean, no. it's it's been even a radio show. I think back in the twenties or thirties. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Go on, go on. It's been just that was his first incarnation was the radio show. Exactly, and I think yeah. the Bruce Lee version that we kind of know of, which was only thirteen episodes, I think. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, I think, the fourth or fifth version of the Green Hornet already. So, uh, like Ahmed, I, I mean, I went in with very very low expectations. Yeah. Um, the trailer, I thought, yeah, that's not bad, but. To be honest, they'd probably given me everything that they were going to give me that was good from the film in that trailer. So I thought that there was going to be very... It was kind of generic action movie superhero trailer, you know what I mean? With moments of comedy. Yeah, a bit of that, a bit of that, like going after the Iron Man vibe in a way, you know? But it has nothing to do with that at all. It's just like, uh, it's far more on the sense of humor and comedy side than anything. It is comedic, but I think if you have Seth Rogen attached, I kind of was expecting it. No, I didn't expect it that much. Like, honestly, the trailer, I don't think it did it justice about how funny that film is. No, I, I remember laughing out loud a lot throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was pretty consistent. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, like I said, I was very surprised in a positive way. Um, but I think 
what I think surprised me more is what they did with the characters in the film, actually. And it was more the relationship between Kato and, and, um, Brit, Brit. and, and, and Brit. They're, they're quite grumpy for, for most of it. Yeah. Um, and then you can see the bond developing over the, over the course of the film. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was good. And yeah. I actually believed in the, the, the story and I believed actually that... That Brit that, Reed that, was a bumbling fool. <laughs> yeah. But in that sense, but in that sense, Seth Rogen was perfectly cast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's. Yeah. I can't think actually of anybody else who would. But he even had like a. Who would play this? But I think he did. He part write the movie. I think he did. A, and he a, produced. Yeah, he yeah. produced it. So he had a big hand in shaping the movie towards what his his strengths are. Um, no, he was really funny. I thought, but. Why did he need to lose weight for this role? I mean, they make this whole big deal about it, no? They've been talking about it. He's been losing weight for the Green Hornet. Like, what? He could have been a fat Green Hornet, no? I I couldn't see much difference. Yeah, maybe it was was for 3D, though. Because I haven't seen fat people in 3D that much yet. (laughs) But it's interesting you say that... um, It's it's the dynamic between Brit and Kato, um, J.T.O., um, but I, I don't know about Jay Chow, man. I, I mean, I, I, first of all, I got to say his English was weak. I mean, I'm very forgiving with these kind of things, but I really think they could have given him like an extra two, three months to kind of make the dialogue a bit, like make it roll off his th- tongue. And it wasn't it was, there It yet. was quite stilted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I will forgive him. Yeah. Just because the movie, I think, is very praiseworthy. So I will sort of I will let that one ride, but if it's not better when they film the second one, yeah, he, then yeah, he, somebody's head must. Please roll. get some English in you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I think, and the problem is, it's not just about the English, but um, with um, Seth Rogen, there's always this repartee. You know, they're like talking, joking off of each other, and because yeah. Jay's English wasn't up to par, it was very stilted. I just think he needs that rapport, like that scene in the Knocked Up where he's having that. Uh, conversation with Paul Rudd where like you're so gay you're so gay and I love it. that's one of the best <laughs> it's hilarious and that's what he needs you know he needs something that he can kind of box with in a way and that I think Jay Cho was uh, lacking but um, no no the dynamic was good and I kind of like the fact that but that plays off from the Bruce Lee um, version which was funny because I thought there were a lot of Bruce Lee references in this movie. And I was kind of, as a Bruce Lee fan, there was a one-inch punch. There was how he was training in the car. Um, and basically, that Kato is a lot better <laughs> than the Green Hornet is. Uh, Green Hornet is not the main superhero. Yeah. Uh, should we even call this superhero movies? Because they don't really have superpowers, no, right? No, 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 no. Mask crime fights. Yeah, yeah. But, but since, since we're on that topic of fighting, actually, the only reason why I didn't jump in about his English, because... I would definitely forgive him that because uh, for me, and I am also a huge Bruce Lee fan, but I thought the fighting sequence of the remake was like a thousand times better than the crap Bruce Lee tried to do because it was like really, really bad acting at that point for Green Hornet, like not unlike the movies of Bruce Lee themselves. Dude, don't diss Bruce Lee, man. <laughs> I'm not dissing Bruce Lee, but I'm what, saying what that Kato is definitely with the choreography and the 3D and come on. No Bruce Lee sinking, kicking with the, in the Green Hornet anyway can compete with him kicking guy out and then 3D elongates one car into seven cars and you see the guy with the kick and just flying backwards. It's just so much cinematography to enjoy than the old Bruce Lee ones. 
That's not a this. That's a fact. No, that sense that. No, know. no, no. That okay. Uh, obviously, movies have moved on. Yeah, but in that's 40 what I mean. years. And uh, yo, no, that's that's. But I wouldn't match the charisma of Bruce Lee or even the martial arts talents to Jay Chow. Uh, <laughs> you uh, guys should see how awesome looks like now. By now, right now. <laughs> He just did Bruce Lee, man. <laughs> but Marty, um, the three D is an interesting aspect because Martin wrote um, a big three D rant on uh, the blog also, um, and I know you're not a fan. Three D is not the thing that makes you jump like, oh, I'm, I need to watch this movie. So, I mean, what are your problems with three D, and what did you think of the three D in Green Hornet? Uh, my problem with 3D in general is that it's it's basically just a marketing gimmick, um, and the problem I have with that is that it's used as a beneficial feature, or that you know you should see this film more than you would otherwise have done because it's got 3D, and I think that that's nonsense, um, and I think that most of the time. The film is perfectly acceptable, regardless of 3D content. Mm. Um, obviously, you have Avatar, and you have things that are obviously shot entirely with a 3D goal in mind. And and yes, that can add something, and that that is another dimension. Well, literally, I guess. Um, <laughs> the third. Dimension. It is the third, the third dimension. Who'd have thought it? Um, but my point is that you know, if you if you watch Avatar seriously, then it's not that good. Um, and at that point, 3D is powerless to save it. So, right. That's my problem with it. But in the case of the Green Hornet, I don't think it really added anything, or it didn't. There was nothing that there was nothing that the 3D did in this film that made me think, "Oh, now I know why they said 3D." Right. I mean, this- it was perfectly like the. I don't have a problem with the film. I think the film's really good. Um, it, for me, adding 3D made no difference. But I mean, again, this is Green Hornet was also post-converted 3D, so it wasn't shot yeah. in 3D. Um, and I 